Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome back to another episode of Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Uh, coming to you from Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, and in a moment, um, Denver, Colorado. Um, we have some big news um, this week. A lot of news in terms of uh, COVID and the impact that that's having on the league. Um, the NFL moving the Ravens-Steelers game yet again. Uh, the Ravens have had over 20 cases of, of COVID, um, at, I think at one point. Um, so... That game pushed back, which then in turn pushes back the uh, Cowboys game uh, to Monday night football. So you have two games on Monday night. Uh, so there's no Thursday night game uh, this week, which uh, is going to be odd. But we'll get into that uh, in our next show. Um, COVID has also reared its ugly head in California. Uh, they are closing down um, practices, facilities there. Um, no contact sports allowed in California. Northern California, at least. Um, so they've actually moved. Um, they're moving to Arizona. Um, so they're going to play their home games in Arizona. Got to be a bit strange, but when there's no fans in the in the stands anyway, um, it's still an empty stadium is an empty stadium. Um, if you've got a stadium full of your own fans, then that's something different. So um, certainly keep an eye on those stories um, that are breaking. Um, now, if you want to get us on socials, you certainly can do so. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram. So check us out at Across the Pond Sports Podcast and get yourself added to the groups. Um, and on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Um, so that um, covers your socials. Um, so if you do want to get in touch, you can do so. Feel free to. Um, ask us any questions or anything at all, even if you get any comments, just engage with us there um, and we'll hit you up. Um, so we'll get right on with the show. Um, quick show for you today. Um, so we'll be right back with Katie. Okay, so week 12 is almost in the books. Um, as I mentioned before, Steelers-Ravens will we'll hopefully get on to at some point this year. Um, Texans-Lions is the first game up on Thanksgiving. There's a reason I'm not taking the second game. Um, I won this one on guess the win margins. Um, I, I came out pretty strong. We all did take the Texans, um, and I don't think it was a surprise. Matt Patricia's been on a hot seat and obviously didn't last much longer after Thanksgiving. So um, a 41 to 25 win for the Texans. Uh, Watson had a, a stellar game. He was absolutely outstanding. Four touchdowns for 318 yards. Th- this was a, a kind of statement game from the Texans of who we've been expecting to play all season. Yeah, this is definitely what we thought we'd see the majority of the season. Granted, uh, you know, they were without David Johnson, but here they are. I mean, Deshaun Watson, this is exactly what we said that he needed to do. He needed to step up and carry this team on his back and and lead them to a win, um, and that's that's what they've been doing. They're they're still at four and seven. I mean they have they have the same record as the Lions, but I still feel like they're a better team than the Lions are. That's why um, Matt Patricia doesn't have a job anymore. There's there's a lot of uh, poor play happening out of the Lions team. Um, 
I, I can't figure out what's, what's going on with them and, and their, their running game. Um, I mean, looking at the stat lines, you'd see, you know, Matthew Stafford had 295 yards. He had a touchdown. He had a pick. I mean, AP all day had uh, two touchdowns. I mean, like, so, I mean, like it looks okay, but they're just not, they're not able to put together a full, a full game. And that's, that's really what hurt the lions and why they are, their head coach lost their job. I think that it will be in, really interesting to see what happens with the Texans going down the stretch. Uh, like we said, Deshaun Watson has been playing great, but now they're going to be without Will Fuller. Um, he and Bradley Roby just tested positive for performance enhancing drugs and they're going to be out for the next six games. So unfortunately, right when it kind of started to feel like things were clicking for that Texans team, um, hopefully the wheels don't come off all the way um, and cause them to be stumbling and bumbling like your Dallas Cowboys. Um, can, we, can we talk about that game? I mean, I know you said you really didn't want to talk about that game, but that was well, our Collide game. That's the game that we watched on Collide for, for our watch party. And um, yeah, yeah, tell you, you kind of faded off there in, during the watch <laughs> party, party, James. And what, yeah, what happened so- to you? So I was pretty active to, to start with. Um, uh, spoiler, um, it was like a 9 p.m. kickoff here in the UK. Um, <clears throat> so I'd had a lot of turkey and, and maybe a few beers. And when I I passed out before the end of the third quarter, it was probably in between third and fourth quarter. Um, I don't know if my body was trying to tell me something that was going to happen because when I woke up at 4 a.m. Um, and seen the score, um, I... I almost thought I was maybe having a nightmare. Um, but yeah, 41 to 16 for, for the Washington football team um, is not a good look. Ezekiel Elliott was horrendous. Um, Craig Nichol picks up the win on this one because he was the only one of the three of us to take Washington. But this was a horrendous game. Ezekiel Elliott, he got me two points in fantasy. Um, I'm sorry, but if you're getting paid millions upon millions of dollars one of the highest paid players in the league you need to be putting more effort in uh, than 32 yards um I, I think jerry jones maybe has to have a word with him and say look i mean we can trade you <laughs> um and you'll get less money somewhere else um because he's not playing like a, a cowboy running back on that amount of money um on thanksgiving um should be so that was pretty horrendous yeah, and that's the thing too is now you're looking looking at Zeke and a year ago we were like, well yeah, they have to pay Zeke. He's the best player on that offense, but hindsight maybe maybe they should have given that money to Dak because this this team has totally fallen off the rails since he got hurt. Um and who knows what's going to happen. I know we've we've had um you know, a guest on from Doc Doc Goose a couple times talking about the rehab for that type of injury that Dak suffered. And, and hopefully he can come back and be that same quarterback. It, it, it'll be interesting if, if he is able to be, but um, the definitely the, the running back story from this game is Antonio Gibson and 115 yards rushing and three touchdowns. That's the type of performance that we are used to seeing out of Zeke, not out of a Washington Redskin quarter uh, running back. And so um, right now, you know, Alex Smith has the, Redskins in first place in the NFC East and who would have thunk that 
Yeah, so the, the Redskins kind of went out this season, Kate. <laughs> um, they, they changed their name, um, funnily enough. I um, know, I know. The, the, the Washington footballers, the, you know what? It's it's hard for me to remember each, which one they are. But, I, you know, we were talking in the Collide Room on this, too, uh, during the watch party. If, seriously, if you guys have not joined us yet um, on our watch parties, they're a lot of fun. Um, but I, I kind of like the name, the footballers now, and um, having the – the kind of the old school jerseys without and, and helmets with no logo on them or anything. It, it's kind of fun having that. It's old school. You're right. And I, and I do like it. But if you go up to someone in the street and they say, oh, yeah, I'm a football fan. But uh, I mean, if I say I'm a Cowboys fan, that makes all the sense in the world. But if they come up to you say, yeah, I'm a football fan. It just doesn't, or a football team fan. It just doesn't make sense. Um, so they need to, they need to stick in a name there. Um, the Charger, uh, sorry, the the Falcons um, gave us a big shock on Sunday, forty three to six over the Vegas Raiders, who for the first time this season really looked like they were out of sorts. They've played really well this season, been pretty consistent, uh, six and four record before they they started this game. Um, we're looking really, really strong. Um, even beat the Chiefs uh, way back when. But this game, they they just absolutely went to sleep. Yeah, this was a terrible showing out of the Raiders. And I think that we all kind of thought they were a team to to not count out of any game because they, they'd they been playing so well against some of those top-tier teams. Like like we said, they, they beat the Chiefs. They've handed the Chiefs their only loss of the season. And then they almost beat them a couple weeks ago. But then they come out and play like this against the Falcons, and that's the biggest uh, question mark, the biggest, like, what's going on here? I, I think that Derek Carr might – he might be on the hot seat. And in 2021, if they aren't able to kind of put together a strong playoff push, I could see the the Raiders going after a quarterback um, in, in this next draft. And not to say it's going to be, you know, anything where Carr automatically is out of a job, but – um, we could see something like what the Packers did with uh, drafting love to, to sit behind and watch uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has come out mad and had an MVP kind of season since, but this this was a horrible game out of, for the Raiders and um, a great game for Falcons fans. I, I don't think any of us saw the Falcons turning around their season like this. Again, they're at four and seven, but compared to the way that they were playing at the beginning of the year, this is a, a much better looking team um even without Todd Gurley I mean Todd Gurley didn't even play and and they they just handed it to the Raiders yeah maybe that helped not having Todd Gurley screw things up for them um none of us um picked up this game at all we had all taken the Raiders so and we all lose out um the next game we have up is the Buffalo Bills and the Chargers this one I think Everyone but me called it. I, I said the Chargers would get get the win. Um, however, it went between you and Craig, um, and Craig picks up the win. Um, so well done to, to Craig for picking up that one. This was a, a really, really um, a, a kind of game that it was one based upon defense because, and it was the defense from the Bills that really stumbled and put a lot of pressure um, on Justin Herbert, who is a great player and probably wins a uh, rookie of the year uh, offensively. Um, but it was a tough game for him. Uh, he did only throw for one interception, but he got sacked three times. He threw 52 times. 
um, and only um, uh, 31 of those was caught. So uh, 316 yards for him. But it w- you had uh, Josh Allen just kind of moseying along, 157 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But it was the wrong in game. Singletary had a, an outstanding game. He didn't score a touchdown, but he did have a, a pretty outstanding game. Um, and that that was that was important for Buffalo to get that running game back. Yeah, I agree. It was it was super important for Buffalo to kind of establish something between Singletary and Moss. We've been kind of waiting to see which one of those two runners is going to step up and be kind of that lead back. Um, but I mean, if they're both going to perform, kind of like the Cleveland backfield, if if both of them can, can perform, might as well just split the time between them. Um, but neither one of them has really been performing up until this week. So it was nice to see Singletary kind of break out and have um, a, a pretty decent game. I think he averaged just under seven yards a carry or seven and a half yards a carry. Herbert is going to be great. He's going to be a really good quarterback for the Chargers. They, they're just a couple pieces away. It was great to see Austin Eckler back out there. I mean, granted, he didn't have a stellar day rushing the ball, but he was missed in the passing game and he, he was their leading receiver for, for Herbert. So I think that we've, we've, we've said this with the Bengals with, with Joe Burrow before he got hurt. And we're saying it. I also think it's the same with, for the chargers. Justin Herbert was a great pick for that chargers defense or chargers offense. And um, I think that they're going to be a really good team to, to battle with Patrick Mahomes over the next few years. Um, they're just missing a couple pieces. So it, I, I, I'm surprised that Josh Allen didn't have a better game, um, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he, he got the W, and that's the most important thing. That's very right. Yeah, very true, even. Um, that's right as well. Um, a team that um, you mentioned, Joe Burrows, they, they played the Giants of New York. Um, we all um, called the Giants to win this one based on Burrow not obviously playing. I think we'd all take it the other way if Burrow had been playing. The Giants narrowly win this one, 19-17. You pick up the win on this one. Um, Well done by you. Um, This was Daniel Jones not having to do everything himself. Gallman stepped up um, in the rushing game, um, and that gave Jones probably a bit more time. Um, Obviously, it went a bit awry because McCoy had to come in and and so on. But um, I think just having someone run, just took a bit more pressure off him. I think that's exactly it. You hit the nail right on the head with that. Having Gallman finally, finally someone in that New York backfield stepped up and said, I want this job. And he stepped up and he had a great game. He's done it in back-to-back weeks now. And it was, it was a great showing from him. And like you said, Daniel Jones didn't need to do it all. And uh, he's going to be out for, uh, I think a couple weeks with that hamstring injury. And, and even if it's just one game that he ends up missing, if they have Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy has been there before he's, if this isn't anything new for him, kind of like uh, Brandon Allen for the, to the Bengals and having to kind of come in and off, off the bench and not getting too many reps as a starter, but Colt McCoy has been there before. And um, if Gallman's able to step up the way that he did uh the next few weeks if Daniel Jones does miss time I don't see any reason why the the Giants can't keep on winning the Giants looked awesome um I I really you felt their confidence we've spoken about the two sides of New York the one that are trying to win games the one that are trying to get a number one pick this was a perfect example of what the Giants are trying to do and that is win games and I applaud them for that even as a Cowboys fan you have to applaud 
the effort that they're putting in and they're starting to I know Burrow wasn't playing and it, it probably would have been different otherwise um, but at the end of the day they are putting in that effort when it's needed so um, give, give them props um, another um, team that put in a lot of effort uh, especially in the first half was the Tennessee Titans um, 45 to 26 win over the Colts um, Tannehill had a pretty pretty decent game but Derrick Henry I'm going to call it now MVP Derrick Henry uh, 27 carries for 178 yards By, before halftime he already had 100 um, and 3 touchdowns um, he was outstanding there was no stopping him um, and Rivers looked a bit kind of disheartened um, before even halftime hit and his head kind of dropped yeah, this I I, I kind of saw Philip Rivers in the Colts kind of making a turn and 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 turning their their season around a bit. It seemed like things had finally started clicking for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton got his first touchdown of the season. That was a, a statement I never thought I'd say at Week Twelve, but um, first touchdown of the season for T.Y. Hilton. Seemed like he and and Rivers were getting on the same page. But man, Derrick Henry, he's. He's something special. And I played it. There's a guy in my fantasy, one of my fantasy teams that has Derrick Henry and uh, Tyree Kill on their team. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like he basically, those two players won the, (laughs) won the week for him. Um, But yeah, he's running the ball was, he's running the ball mad. Can you imagine if him and Aaron Rodgers are on the same team? Talk about two guys just playing the sport mad. Um, And he went, Henry just went out there and won the game. And like you said, he had over a hundred yards and two touchdowns in, in the first half. Um, so it, he really kind of took the, the, the Colts out of this game before they really even had a chance to get started. They had no answer for him. Yeah. Well, um, I was the only one to take the Tennessee Titans to win. So uh, I take the win on that one. Um, another game that, and it was a really close game was the Vikings Panthers. I didn't think it would be, be this close um if i'm if i'm perfectly honest um, i thought it would be probably a bit of a walkover i had taken uh the vikings to win this by 12 um craig had taken it by seven but katie you take the win um on this one so good job by you again damn um minnesota and cousins really turned up i mean he threw for three touchdowns 307 yards dalvin cook wasn't as spectacular as he's been in previous weeks, but you know, he, he put in an effort, um, 61 yards from 18 carries. Teddy Bridgewater on the other side, he did throw for t- uh, an interception. Um, his completion rate probably wasn't the, the best, uh, but still throws for 267 yards and a touchdown. But this game went right up to the wire, and Minnesota just absolutely floored the Panthers in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this this was something that uh, ended up being right down to the wire. I I didn't see it, like you said, being this this close of a game. Um, what really happened is the Minnesota defense. Holy cow! They 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 totally stepped it up, and um, Jeremy Chin had thirteen tackles and two fumble recoveries for a touchdown. Jeremy Chin is on defense. For the for the Panthers, and he had two touchdowns. I mean, he and it was like both of those the fumbles that he got. It looked like both of them just landed perfectly into his arms as he was mid stride going into the end zone. I mean, 
football bounces are so funky and it, he was so fortunate that it just popped right into his arms and made it look super easy for those fumble fumble recoveries into the end zone. Um, but that's what turned the game around was, was Jeremy Chin uh, basically in the, that second half um, or second quarter, yeah, third quarter of the second half back-to-back plays um, fumble cup co- fumble recoveries into the end zone. It was something I've, I've never seen before. And uh, it made the game close again, but Minnesota came right back, scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. And uh, they, they almost bumbled the game away with, with Chad Beebe uh, fumbling the, uh, a punt and muffing the punt and allowing Carolina to get right back in there even more. Um, but it's, it's kind of one of those nice comeback stories where he was able to catch the game-winning uh, touchdown for the Vikings and, and make it close. So it, it was, it was a nice, it was a good game. Nice story when someone can redeem themselves uh, in a game like that after they have a big uh, mistake, but it was, it was one of my favorite games of this week. I, I, every time I came back, I was like, Holy cow, they're making a game of this. So. Yeah. And, and as you talk redemption, um, the Patriots won this week um, and they beat, um, the Arizona Cardinals and that was not one that any of us had we had all taken the Cardinals to win this one um, Kyler Murray you know he had, a, he had a pretty decent game but just not a Kyler Murray game um, I think his shoulder's he, bugging him yeah he doesn't look comfortable um, he really didn't look comfortable when there was pressure on him um, and that's that was telling another guy that didn't have a great game was Cam Newton um, he threw for 84 yards. I think that's the second time. <laughs> I, I think that's the second time this season he's thrown for under 100 yards. Um, so, yeah, he, he's not having a, a great game. I mean, if you look at the stats, I mean, it, across the, the box score, it's a wonder anyone actually scored. Um, but it did finish 20-17 to 17 for the Patriots. The Patriots win. Um, are New England trying to force themselves a wild card spot? Yeah, I guess so. I, I can't figure out New England this year. Um, the only thing I, Kyler Murray did not look like the same guy that we'd seen uh, earlier this season. I think that his shoulders really bugging him. Um, he's not moving the way he typically was. He's not running the ball he, the way he was. Um, it, it's great to see Kenyon Drake come back and have a great game. Um, he had 78 rushing yards and two TDs, but Cam Newton, obviously he's not the Cam Newton of old. I don't think that they are going to re-sign him or I don't think really any team will want to sign him to a starting position. And that's the only way that I really kind of see Cam Newton playing in this league. I don't see him being a backup. Um, he, he just doesn't have that type of personality. I don't think so. He's not nine completions for 18, nine out of 18 completions. Um, and for 84 yards, two picks, that's, that's terrible. I I mean, especially for, for a guy that's trying to show that he still has something left to in the tank, that he still is a guy that should be playing um, as a starter. So I think that the, the Patriots might be making a, a push, but I don't see them going very far, not with the way that Cam Newton's playing. Yeah, they're, they're pretty horrendous. Um, talking horrendous. Let's talk about the Jets for about all of two <laughs> seconds. Um, they are ultra tanking. There, there's no other way of putting it. And, you know, the Dolphins are probably the big story here because they started with Fitzpatrick. Apparently Tua has a sore thumb. Um, 
I, I don't know how much I read into that because I, I don't know. There's something fishy, and we're, we're talking dolphins, but um, there's something fishy going on there. I don't think the coach wants to admit that he made a mistake by pulling out Fitzpatrick. Um, I think Fitzpatrick is more reliable than Tua, and certainly his numbers are. Um, and the Jets lose again, and they're 0-11. Um, they're going to go 0-16. I, I do not see them, unless unless someone decides, you know what, let's really screw up the Jets, let them score, and then just sit back and do nothing for the rest of the game um, just to screw them up. But, nah, the, the Jets were horrendous. Fitzpatrick was okay. He didn't throw for any interceptions, so he didn't make too many mistakes. He was sacked four times. Probably hurt him a little. Um, but he can brush it off with that beard. Um, no running game. But Parker kind of stepped up, um, receiving 119 yards. That, that was probably the big highlight of this game. Other than that, yeah, you don't watch Jets games. <laughs> well, the thing, it's, it's interesting because Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for eight teams now and um, 38-year-old quarterback, you know, he's every single time he steps onto the field, you can just see that he's like, all right, well, this might be the last time I play. I'm going to make the most out of it. And he, he just has the charisma out there to get his team to rally around him these days and, and step up and play really good football. Um, he's been a starter, a backup, a, a fill-in. Um, and he, no matter what type of quarterback that he's uh, in quarterback role, he's been asked to step into, he takes it and makes the most out of it. Um, so it's, it's been, it was great seeing him back out onto the field. I, I don't know, maybe Tua is injured. I mean, as a quarterback, if your thumb is really injured, then, you know, you're, it makes it hard to throw the ball, get that confidence back up. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this is definitely a, a game that, you know, we did, we all saw coming with, with the Dolphins beating the, the Jets you know, Dan Darnold was back. So Adam Gase took over play calling duties again, and we saw a whole bunch of mediocre to bad football play out of the offense. So they're, they're obviously going after the number one pick. They're going to clean the house. They're going to let, you know, Darnold be a backup in New York, or maybe they'll just let him walk. Adam Gase is going to be fired. Uh, they're just kind of letting this ship sink and burn really um, for in New York, but it's, it's nice seeing the Dolphins win, and I, I kind of like seeing Ryan Fitzpatrick get out there and have fun on the football field. Yeah, I'm definitely for Fitzpatrick uh, winning. Um, but talking about losing, uh, another team that are trying to tank their way to number one pick are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they lost um, 25, uh, sorry, 27 to 25 to the Cleveland Browns. Um, this one, we all took Cleveland. Um, they didn't quite win it as much as we all thought. However, I take the win because I was the closest, so go me um the browns are doing something that is unusual they are grind every game they are grinding out wins it's always close games score wise and they are just grinding these wins out now sometimes i have a theory that a team that grinds out wins it just makes them tougher and tougher and tougher to beat um, as the season goes on. And if they keep doing this, I <clears throat> could see them potentially making a Super Bowl just for the sake of them grinding out wins because they just grind teams down. Now, this was the Jacksonville Jaguars. However, the Jaguars did actually come out to play, um, unlike the Jets. So who, who knows? Um, 
I'm interested to see what happens this week uh, with the Browns, but certainly for last week, um, Nick Chubb turned up um, and he was ready to play as well. Yeah, I who raise your hand if you knew Mike Lennon was still in the league. I, I sure didn't. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, he he came out and actually put up a pretty decent play uh, at quarterback for, for the Jaguars. I mean, I, I think that maybe they're going to probably stick with him for the rest of the season. Maybe Gardner Minshew will have a, a spot when, when he's healthy again. But, I mean, Glennon had 235 yards, two touchdowns. Robinson had a great day rushing, 128 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, the Browns, the Browns, they, like you said, they're grinding out those wins. And Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that two-headed monster was in full force again. Baker Mayfield had a decent weather day, so he was able to throw the ball. They didn't have to worry about playing in cold and rain and having to rely on the run game. And Baker Mayfield threw for 258 yards, two TDs, and Jarvis Landry had a day. I mean, 143 yards out of Landry. That's exactly what you need to see with, you know, Odell being out. And um, Landry used to, wasn't a number one receiver in uh, Miami before he was traded. So he's fully confident being that number one receiver in, in Cleveland. And I think that it was good seeing the, the Cleveland Browns win this game. I like seeing the Cleveland Browns at eight and three. They're really, I, I don't, disagree at all I could see them playing uh, in the AFC championship game I don't really know if I could see them beating the Chiefs but who knows with that two-headed monster that they have with with Chubb and Hunt it's it's really good and it's working for them and teams don't have an answer for it no they really don't and like I say they just grind out wins and yeah some of the games that they've won that have been close have been in bad weather um I think a couple of weeks ago Cleveland was and a downpour, they had thunder and lightning storms and everything else, so um, not easy to play in. So well done to the Browns for, for picking up another win. Um, now we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Sunday night's game and Monday night football. Okay, we're back with Saints-Broncos. This was a bit of a, a blood fest. Um, the NFL allowed this game to go ahead regardless of uh, Broncos not having a quarterback or an eligible quarterback. They played a wide receiver in Hinton. Um, they lost 31-3. to um, I think we all pretty much said that the uh, Saints would win this. And um, Craig picks up the win here. I mean, we thought it would be tight, but we didn't at that time know that there would be no quarterback um, for the Broncos. Um, Hill did a pretty decent job. He only threw one interception. And he threw a hell of a lot more times than Hinton did. Um, are, are you kind of gutted that this game even went ahead? You know, I'm not surprised it went ahead um, after reading all the articles I have about what can, you know, constitute moving and postponing a game and, and what can't. Um, so the fact it went ahead, I, I, I know I was definitely rooting for that kind of storybook uh ending or, or, or movie kind of script with, you know, Hinton, you know, the practice squad wide receiver coming in and, you know, not throwing a pass since 2017 and coming in and putting up a game and making a name for himself. And, you know, like it would have been awesome if something like that had happened, but really this is the NFL and this is, it's not a movie. And uh, this is exactly kind of what we really should have expected. Um, the guy didn't even have a chance. He, he got noticed, like 12 hours notice. He didn't even have a chance to practice with being the quarterback. Like if, 
if he would have had all week to kind of practice the position, I think we might have had a little bit of a better um, chance in this one. But the first time he took a snap was in pregame warmups. So, um, yeah, I know. I, I definitely kind of want to get a hint in Jersey now, uh, <laughs> just because what what a you know ironic and odd situation that's probably only going to happen once in our lifetime, um, and, and it's during the middle of a pandemic right right now. But it we knew this was going to happen. I mean, like Taysom Hill is kind of Tim Tebow 2.0 and um, not that great of a thrower, but an amazing runner. And uh, there's the, the Saints defense is really, really good and, and stepping things up. Uh, and the, the Broncos didn't have a chance. So it, it is what it is. Latavius Murray had a day, um, a day for the ages. And, you know, Taysom Hill only had 78 passing yards he had an interception too so I mean it's not like he had a a stellar game but they're just trying to their defense is good enough and their running game is good enough that they're able to just kind of roll over some of these weaker teams that don't even have a starting quarterback like the Broncos um until Drew Brees is back and healthy um yeah so I do have some good news for you though um in our next matchup the 49ers um beat the Rams and this means you pick up a win because um, out of the three of us, you're the only one that had faith in the 49ers. And um, they did pretty well. And, and I hate to say this, but golf is so hot and cold. One week he's good, the next week he's bad, and so on. Um, this seemed to be a pretty bad week for him. He threw 31 times for 19 completions, 198 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, not a great outing. But Mullins, on the other hand, had a pretty decent game. He, he was pretty strong, um, and they win it by a field goal. You've got to be happy with that one. Yeah, you know, I, as when we were making our picks last week, I, I think I changed my pick mid-sentence as I was saying who I decided to go with. And the, the reason is just because the 49ers have always seemed to have the Rams number. And the, it, it, I guess the, the case still holds true right today. Um, they're – they have the Rams number for some reason. And, and despite their injuries and despite being you know, down there starting quarterback and uh, Mostert was back, but I mean, he by no means did really anything to write home about. He got a touchdown in 43 yards, but again, that's, it was nothing spectacular out of um, getting Mostert back. They had their backup quarterback in, he had the pick, no touchdowns. I mean, like they really didn't play that great, but it was their defense that just stepped up and gave Jared Goff a headache all day. Um, that that's what won the game for him. So uh, I, I'm glad that I decided to just kind of go with my gut on this pick for picking the 49ers. But, um, and I'm sure my dad's happy that I did because the, the 49ers won and they're his team. So uh, it was, it's nice seeing the, the 49ers still come out and play strong. They have a five and six record despite all the injuries. And uh, that's, and despite not having a place to to play <laughs> for the next few weeks, so I think that uh, it's it's nice that they're able to go into the next few next few games with with that win. Yeah, it was a good win for the 49ers. Um, another team that won were the Kansas City Chiefs, um, taking on the Buccaneers. Finished twenty seven to twenty four. Uh, Chiefs were on point from the beginning of the game. They did allow the Buccaneers to come into at the end. Um, I win this one. I taken the the Chiefs by four. Um, one thing I did notice in this game is Gronkowski was the leading receiver, 106 yards, zero 
zero touchdowns, but 106 yards regardless. Um, is Tom going back to his old ways and finding his, his buddy? Yeah, Gronk is his security blanket, and um, it's you know, that's awesome that Gronk is finally uh, clicking and, and, and getting back up to speed. I feel like he always has a slow start um, to every season, but he's, he's out there, and he had over 100 yards receiving. Godwin had almost 100 yards receiving. He had 97 yards. Evans had two touchdowns and 50 yards. This is the kind of stuff that we expected to see out of the Buccaneers. Brady's got to figure out those uh, interceptions and, and making the right reads because that's a very un-Brady-like. Mahomes, man, my human cheat code right there. He Three touchdowns, zero picks, 462 yards. I mean, are you kidding me? That's that's insane. And And of those 462, 269 of them were thrown to Hill. So Hill... Yeah, three touchdowns on the day. He was on fire. They had zero answer for him. And I was saying for at the beginning a few weeks ago that the Buccaneers offense is everything that people are talking about, but it was the defense that was winning them games. That's not really true true anymore, I don't think. Um the, the Buccaneers defense has have struggled over the past few weeks. They gotta figure out um how to make those adjustments so that they're they're back winning games. I I just can't understand why um, the Buccaneers are sitting at seven and five with, with all the talent that they have. Yeah. They, they've not been playing the greatest. The, Tom Brady hasn't as a, as an aging quarterback, hasn't been too great of late. He's running a bit hot and cold as well. Um, even though he's in Florida, um, a, a quarterback that has uh, definitely found his, his hot streak is uh, Aaron Rodgers. And they took on the bears um, and won 41, 25. This was a, a really good game for Rodgers and the Packers as a whole. Um, the Bears got 15 points in garbage time in the fourth quarter. So I, I would write those 15 points off. Um, I wouldn't even count them. Uh, Rodgers was amazing. And, and he just threw for four touchdowns, only 211 yards for those four touchdowns. He, he was absolutely outstanding. There was a running game. Uh, 182 yards between Jones, Williams, and a few others. Um, but yeah, the, I can't see past the Packers. And people are, are writing them off left, right, and center. Ah, oh, well, you know they, they they have an off game, and it it throws it, it kind of throws their record off, and so on. They're eight and three. The, the three losses that have had, you know, I think two of them were pretty bad, but um, they are a good football team. And they were playing a mediocre football team. Um, Mitch Trubisky's stats, I think, are padded out by that fourth quarter. So I don't put too much stock in it. Um, I still don't know who's better, Foles or Trubisky. But um, in terms of you, Katie, you take the win on the Green Bay Packers. So good job by you. Um, Are you with me that the Packers are definitely a football team to be reckoned with? They're going to be in the, the they're they're going to be in the NFC Championship. I I don't see. I mean, the Saints and, and Packers are two of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, I think the Steelers are. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Steelers. The Seahawks are right there with them. Um, those three teams are the ones that I kind of see battling for the Super Bowl. Um, I know that I didn't mention the Bucks in there because I there's a lot of question marks around the the Buccaneers for me. But Packers, I don't. I, Aaron Rodgers is mad. He's playing that way. He's, he's making the right reads. He's making, he's elevating the play of all of the guys around him. 
And um, it's on the it's the complete opposite in Chicago. I think that Matt Nagy is he's coaching really weird. Um, the best I think that it's interesting because he's put fear into every single guy on that team, um, not in a good way to where if you have one bad game, you're off the team. I mean, look at the, the amount of kickers that they've gone through there. Uh, guy kicker hits the upright and they don't even bother coming back out to, to attempt the next kick. You're off the team. Um, and I, that's what they're all kind of playing afraid. No, everyone's fearing for their jobs there. And it's, it might've worked at the beginning of the season when, you know, we were surprised that they were winning all those games, but I feel like a lot of these guys are, just playing like, oh, I gotta, I, I can't, they're playing afraid. They're playing like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to be cut instead of just playing um, hard football and, and, and going after maybe trying to, to make that pick or maybe trying to pressure the quarterback a certain way or um, to throw the ball downfield to, to hit, you know, for like a, a deep pass that might be in the double coverage, but to have some sort of confidence from your coach, like, well, that was the read that I, you know, I saw or, or whatever. I just feel like they're all playing afraid. Um, and unfortunately the, the bears sitting at five and six, this is the type of team that we all expected to, to see this year. Last game that they won was all the way back in October. So, um, unfortunately for bears fans, I think that their, their season is, is, is pretty much, uh, in down in the toilet. <laughs> okay. So we'll get you out on this one. Then it's the Seahawks, a team that did win, um, and have been pretty spectacular. Russell Wilson had a good game, 230 yards, a touchdown, Carson Wentz on the flip side, six sacks. That is never going to get you very many yards. Um, and again, I would say Philadelphia picking up eight points in the fourth quarter is pretty much a throwaway. Um, so call it 23-9. And uh, that that's all she wrote for the Eagles, who are probably tanking now as well. Yeah, it, when you know the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, I think all of us were kind of like, why are they drafting a quarterback in the second round? They just signed Carson Wentz to that huge deal. Now we're kind of understanding why they drafted Jalen Wentz in the second round. Wentz is struggling. Um, he's he's not playing the way that he he should for a guy that's making you know twenty five million dollars a year. Um, and the, the game the score line looks a lot closer than it really was twenty three seventeen. They got. Uh, the, the Eagles passed for a touchdown as time was like basically expiring um, and, and just to kind of make things interesting, but this game was never really felt close and DK Metcalf, man, he, he got some extra motivation that I don't think he even needed uh, prior to the game um, before the game, uh, the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, who was uh, a lions coach and coached Calvin Johnson uh, compared DK Metcalf to the former Lions star uh, Megatron and said that he he saw a lot of similarities uh, but you're you're not there yet and I mean that's why, why even say something like that to a guy like Metcalf um, I mean Slay was on was forced with trying to cover Metcalf all night and Metcalf just had a field day with him he had 177 yards receiving no touchdowns, but I mean, he, he just went out there and had a game. Um, and I think that really Metcalf is the only receiver we've seen since Megatron to, to kind of be that big guy um, that can run fast and go up and get, you know, throw you down. Um, he, Metcalf's going to be really good in this league for a while. I don't, I don't know why Jim Schwartz would give him any additional motivation, but out there, but 
um, it was it was quite the game. And I think that uh, seeing Metcalf and, and Lockett is something that we're, we're hopefully going to see for a while. And that Seahawks team is another one that I think that we're going to be seeing in, in the playoffs this year. Okay, so um, obviously Steelers and Ravens, we don't know anything about as yet as we're recording. Um, however, I have some good news and some bad news for you, Katie. Um, the guest, Craig Nickel, did not win this year, this week. Um, however, neither did you. That's the bad news. Uh, I did, so I'll take this week's win. Uh, thank you so much for joining me again. And uh, we have, uh, we'll get you back on the week 13 preview. Wow, week 13 already. I can't believe that it's already that time. <laughs> I know. It's going to be awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. Okay, so a big, huge thank you to Katie and also to Craig Nickel uh, for coming on last week and doing Guess the Win Margins with us. Um, it was really great to have him on. Um, the show has had so many listens. Um, it's great to see um, everyone uh, having a, a listen to that show. Uh, Craig did particularly well. Um, he didn't quite win. I, I will take props for that and, and bragging rights over Craig. Um, in terms of this week, um, we have another show for you. Just one more show this week. Um, we're going to preview week 13. As Katie said, wow, it's week 13 already. Um, yep, can't believe it quite myself. Um, I'm kind of getting that feeling that you know there's only so many games left of the season. Um, our next guest on Guess the Win Margin um, is Kelsey Trainer. Um, she is a lawyer um, out of uh, Philadelphia, um, born and raised, um, and she is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, so she's going to join us. Um, you can get her on our socials as well. Um, she's on Instagram, Facebook, all those places. So just search for Kelsey Trainer um, if you want to ask her any questions. Um, and you can also um, get her on IMDb because um, she did work on a, a small television show uh, called Blue Bloods um, as a legal consultant on there, I think producer. Um, so she's uh, she's big news. Um, so great to have her coming on the show um, for our next um, show, which will be our week 13 preview. Uh, that's going to be awesome. We'll have Katie as well. Uh, she'll be back and, and Kelsey will be taking us on and guess the win margins. Um, as I said before, if you do want to get us, um, do get us on our socials at ATP Sports Pod on Twitter or just search for us on Facebook and Instagram across the pond sports podcast. Have a great rest of your week and we will speak to you real soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.